Well, for the past over a week, we've been working hard here at MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. We've been working really hard to raise some money for the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. This is a partnership with the Neighborhood Development Center. Uh, and what we are wanting to do is lift up and rebuild minority-owned businesses on Lake Street in Minneapolis and in the Frogtown and Midway areas of St. Paul. And with your help, listeners, we have raised over $68,000. Woohoo! It's amazing. Uh, $68,324 to be exact. And we haven't just done this with the help of you listeners. We've also done this with the help of matching sponsors. And Bradley, I'm going to give you the honors of introducing our guest uh, and matching sponsor today. Well, today I want to welcome to the show uh, a good friend and a person I've uh, had the pleasure of traveling with, Nadia, from Alight to talk about Alight's involvement with the Neighborhood Development Fund. Hi, Nadia. Hi, how are you, Bradley? Wonderful. And um, I should probably tell people what your actual title with the light is. But to be honest, I just know you as Nadia. So I don't know what your title is. Can you tell people what you do at a light? <laughs> yes. Let me tell you what I do at a light. So hello, everybody on this beautiful afternoon. Um, my name is Nadia. I work at a light and I'm a global connections developer. So what that means is I work with companies and organizations and people who want to plug into the humanitarian sector. And so if you are ever wanting to know more about the work that we're doing across the globe, I would love to get to know you and have maybe a virtual coffee right now. Um, but that's what I do at Alight. I will say just really quickly, I wanted to say that um, it, it's – even though I didn't know the words for it, that's exactly who I know you to be. You are one of those people who can just connect other people. Like you can, you'll meet someone and you know, you will know instantly who that person should connect with in order to further the work, not only that a light's doing, but just good work overall. Um, and Nadia, one of the things that Bradley talks about a lot when he talks about a light is, um, and I always have these words in my mind, doing the doable. Oftentimes there's so much to be done in the world that we can kind of get paralyzed with all the things that we want to do in order to affect change. But doing the doable is something that you at Alight have really um, kind of made possible for people. And, and donating to the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund is a way that people really can tap into that doing the doable. Can you talk a little bit more about that, pers- that, uh, that concept of doing the doable? Yes, definitely. So, I mean, doing the doable, it's one of our core values that really guides us as an organization in all of the work we do. And doing the doable is really the simple concept of taking that micro action that can then lead to something much bigger. And knowing, like, we all have this ability to do something meaningful and impactful and to not get bogged down by the magnitude of something that might be going on, but just to think, take a step back and think about what is it that I can do and just going from there. I love and it. So, um, yeah, so I can tell you a little bit about how we've been doing a doable as an organization. So at Alight, our team has been leaning in to help communities in North and South Minneapolis over the last couple of weeks here. We've been volunteering and donating food and other supplies at drop-off locations and just helping businesses wherever there is a need. 
but also we've been listening to our Black, Indigenous, and people of color communities and these leaders about how we can help and just continue to learn from them about how as a broader community we can work together to dismantle systemic racism. And even our global colleagues from like Somalia to Myanmar, they've been sending thousands of messages of solidarity to everyone here in Minnesota. So really that's been how they've been also doing the doable. So we as an organization have received so much support over the last 40 years here from everybody in Minnesota helping us deliver life-saving relief countless times. And we're just really grateful. And also like we believe our strength is in our togetherness and finding others to act in shared purpose. So we wanted to just join with other local organizations and businesses and do the doable together and be a part of something bigger than just us. So huge thanks to my talk for making this possible. So Nadia, you know, you talk about the importance of doing the doable and how it, you know, it can seem overwhelming when you look at large problems, but you just have to find the 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 micro thing, the thing right in front of you that you can do something about. And that ultimately, hopefully will lead to, you know, bigger and hopefully systemic change. How in a moment like this for a lot of people who maybe seem or feel overwhelmed by the events of the last few weeks added on to, let's say, you know, COVID-19 added on to the problems that were existing before either of those things were in front of us or at least so um, large in front of us. What kinds of things have you as someone who's worked with a light learned um, on how to deal with that overwhelming um, sense that that maybe you can share and, and would help people sort of, you know, maneuver through these times without sort of throwing up their hands? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think what's been like so amazing here in Minnesota to see is that there's been this amazing outpouring of support for communities and businesses impacted, right? And so I think we all just have to look within and and just think of, like, what is the one thing that we want to do today in this moment and act on it and and not let all of the other things really bog you down. And so um, I can tell you for me personally, uh, over the last two weekends, my family has gone over to the Weber Camden neighborhood in North Minneapolis. They've had a pop-up distribution site. So we've been bringing groceries and hygiene products. And I will tell you, um, I definitely had those moments of like, what is it that I can do that's going to be big enough? And so you start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all need to start somewhere. And so for me personally, like that was where I started just knowing there's this great need in North Minneapolis right now. And um, when I got there, there was like 15 volunteers. There was so many people just dropping off. Lots and lots of need. I will tell you, there is definitely um, a huge need. And I know that they're going to have another pop-up distribution site this weekend. But, I mean, it's really looking at, like, what is the thing you can do? And I know, like, I mean, right now, we're just so grateful that Alight has been, um, has the honor to be a matching support donor. Mm -hmm. And I just encourage everybody who's listening today, like, take a second, contribute, contribute. Every single dollar counts. It all makes a huge difference. And activate your network to join us in uplifting all of these incredible communities. Again, like huge props to my talk and Neighborhood Development Council for including Northside communities and to be out there helping Lake Street and um, the Frogstown area. I just think like 
let's just do this and, and not think about like what all we could be doing, but let's just start doing this one action and then we'll go from there. I love this. Thank you, Nadia, so much for joining us um, today. Nadia from Alight. They are the matching, one of the matching sponsors today for our neighborhood rebuilding fund. And, and like Nadia said, you know, do the doable. And right now this is something that is very doable. If you're sitting at your computer, it just takes a couple clicks and every dollar makes a difference. If you feel like maybe you don't have enough to give. $5 is more than enough to give. $2 is more than enough to give. It all moves the needle, and it is something everybody can do right now to help us rebuild this wonderful community that we all call home. Nadia, thank you so much for joining us. And Thank you for having me here. Thanks, thanks again for inviting a light along this journey with you. We're so um, honored to be a part of it. And again, everybody, just take the seconds and and donate whatever you can. Thank you Absolutely. so much, Nadia. Again, Thanks, just Nadia. Go to mytalk1071.com, keyword neighbor, or you can just click right there on the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. And it, like I said, it's only a couple clicks away. Uh, so this is a great way that you can start doing the doable today. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, I have to tell you about how my kids reacted to the news that we could all watch Hamilton mm. on our television screen on July 3rd. All it right. surprised me. But I thought you guys would be interesting interested in having this conversation when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Well, Hamilton, now with fewer F-bombs, is coming to the Disney Channel near oh, you. Bummer. On the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Um, so here's the deal. Lin-Manuel Miranda needed to delete some F-bombs from the stage version of Hamilton that they've now turned into a movie that they will be debuting on the Disney Channel on July 3rd. And all that to keep to to actually have a PG-13 rating. <clears throat> Turns out you can say the F-bomb once, but you can't say it more than once. And that's the hard rule. And so they have three F-bombs in the show, and they had to delete two of the F-bombs in order to keep that rating. Um, how many F-bombs are in this thing? Three. Oh, three total? Yeah, three total. And there's only going to be two, one. Oh, so they had to okay. delete well, this two. Is no big deal. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Also, okay. So this is what I wanted to tell you, though, that I thought was so interesting. So my husband and I have been really excited about this. We have been so fortunate to see Hamilton twice. Um, both time did it only come here once or did it come here twice? It's only been here once. Once, okay. So when it came it was here, on its way here again. That's right. We had both that. had the opportunity. I know. We had both had the opportunity to see it twice. Uh, we saw it once together, and then we each took our mothers on uh, other separate occasions, and um, we listened to the soundtrack at home. And yes, my children have heard all three f bombs. And that is nothing in comparison to the F-bombs they've heard from their parents. You don't at me about it, okay? But we were at dinner the other night. We said to the kids, hey, guys, on July 3rd, we can all watch Hamilton. They've never seen it on stage. And we had hoped to try to take them when it came back. And shockingly, so I have a 13-year-old and two 10-year-olds. They're twins. And uh, the boy twin said, do we have to watch it on TV? And I was like confused. I was like, well, like 
you do not want to see it. Like you have been listening to the soundtrack forever. Why would you not want to see this? And you wanted to go see it on stage. And he said to me, and they all agreed. And they said, we kind of want to have our first time seeing it be seen to see it on stage. Mm. And I was shocked by that. Right. Because first of all, kids these days, they don't usually have that kind of attachment to live theater, which is why we see so much live theater on television, right? To expose people to. And then I thought, and then I also thought I was impressed with the fact that they were like willing to wait patiently because we don't know when that will be. Yeah. That they'll be able to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a while. I know. But, you know, it made me wonder, and I'm curious what you two think. Um, do you think if if we hadn't seen it, we've all seen it, right? Holly, you saw it. Yes. Yeah. If we all hadn't seen it, do you think you would be excited about seeing it for the first time on television? That's my question. Holly? Yeah, I would be. To both of you. (laughs) I would be excited to see it on TV. If it was my first encounter with it, I don't think that I would feel like it was spoiled in any way by not experiencing it via live theater first. Yeah, I, I like I'm generally one of those people I don't listen to it, it's I've always found it odd that people listen to the soundtrack of a musical before they've actually seen it because mm-hmm. I feel like what's what's the joy in seeing something you've already heard also you've heard it out of context that's my own particular thing so I generally avoid um, listen I mean I don't generally I just don't listen to soundtracks of musicals before I see the musical so if at the point you've already listened to it, if I had heard the album, I don't think I would think it was particularly off limits to watch it. If I had no exposure to it, I might pause and think to myself, maybe I'll just wait to see it. Um, I could totally see myself making that decision. Yeah. But, but I think at the point that I've heard the the soundtrack that I wouldn't. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, I'd be like, let's just watch it. Right, just, just get it adding over. a layer of experience, right? I was just so... I, I, it struck me so odd in the moment and at the same time, I like very much respect my kids thoughts around it like we don't want to see it on tv when someday we can see it on the stage and that's the way it's meant to be seen 
I, it just was interesting to me. Something to think about. I'd be curious to hear what other parents' experiences have been. Uh, and if they'll watch it with their kids. Um, now with only one F-bomb. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly. It is the section of D-Bird. our show we section. call D-Bags. Yeah. <laughs> After this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. Only in this section. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I just want to say that the reason why we keep on laughing about calling this a section is because traditionally in radio, a very small portion of the show is called a segment. And I called it a section as though we were a newspaper, which we are decidedly not. We're kind of like uh, a radio version of the newspaper. Mm, but no news. We're like a newspaper without news, but for your ears. Yeah, exactly. Let's do them D-bags. Yeah, let's do those D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Do me a favor and click on the link that I provided for your visual pleasure. Okay. My D-bag today is one Kim Kardashian frequent flyer on this particular section of her show. Oh, geez. So could you describe the video for me that you're seeing of Kim Kardashian? It is Kim Kardashian in a hotel mirror wearing a corset. To put all the other corsets to shame. Yeah. Otherwise known, people call these corsets, it's a torture device. It's a woman's disfigurement tool. So <clears throat> here's the the caption that goes along with this. Just found this in my phone from my special trip to London last year to meet with Mr. Pearl. I wore a corset like this for the Met Ball for my Manfred Terry Mueller camp look, but the corset was misplaced that night. <laughs> oh, oh my no. God. No, 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 no. Go on, because it is so <sighs> asinine. Well, yes, it gets real privilegey. She says, my corset that night, and I want it so badly preserved for my archive. For my archive? Go on. That I flew to London to have another made for the archive? She had another one made? In the midst of a pandemic. We also might have started making a few more looks, including my special 40th birthday look. Can't wait to show you the looks. Okay. We've been cooking up. No, 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 no. Okay. You Mm. can go off in a moment, but I have to go off first. No, go. Hurry. This is horrible. If you are a woman, you need to call her. And say no. <laughs> and if you are a man, you need to call your woman and say no. No, I'm just saying, like, this is, you can't, this is wrong. Mm. This is not a corset. Look at that thing. That is not her body. That is her body being uh, crunched, squished into this torture device made by, no offense, a man. Yep. I don't think you would take offense to that. Well, I do want to say, because she, when she says, I found this on my phone for my special trip to London to meet with Mr. Pearl. Mr. Pearl is like an icon in corseting. Yeah. We've talked about yeah. Mr. Yeah. Pearl. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So for those who are like, I don't know, Mr. Pearl, is that like a tampon maker? No. <laughs> he makes I mean, corsets. I don't know what he gets up to in his spare time based on the torture that he pervi- you know, uh, yeah. purports to sell in his daytime hours. Can I give you a oral representation of yeah. this video? Yep. Yeah. Since yep. we Here are in the medium yeah. of radio. Oh, girl, bring it. Yeah, there's a lot of intestinal damage happening. And we laugh, but no, seriously, this is just something I think of the things that I would get like on a high horse soapbox about, it would be this. I don't know why this rubs me particularly wrong, but as a person who has worn a corset on occasion. Yeah, in the past, but can we be honest? This does like, not- The reason you wore a corset was not to squeeze your waist to like, 13 inches no it was right? to give myself womanly hips exactly which <laughs> a long story did because you wanted to have womanly hips for and a very who specific every man reason. should at some point have have, have a waistline hips. but um but the point is these are no mere like this is not your grandma's corset this no. is like your great great grandma's corset the ones that actually were made out of whalebone and put your grandma's spleen in her throat. And there's a reason why we don't wear them anymore. Or they're not... Um, I mean, there is shapewear, right? Like, I don't want to... This is not shapewear. This is not shapewear. This Mm-mm. is somebody else's shape. I mean, you wear. ladies this know... geometric shape. Because you uh, have worn shapewear that you get a little gassy when you put on that shapewear, yeah. right? You take it off and you got to let one rip. <laughs> Imagine... Oh, no. oh, no. You don't wait till it comes off. <laughs> no. I mean, you don't have a choice. You let that get trapped in that <laughs> yeah. gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine, then, what kind of experience you would have in one of these torture devices because you really are truly disfiguring your body and the fact that they're allowed to do this on a regular basis and nobody calls them out well i mean people do i'm not acting like i'm the only one but um we have called them out on this before but i just feel obligated to do it every time i see it because it's because what i hate is like women who are adults can make their own choices but Mm -hmm. like if you're young and impressionable and you're a young woman forming your ideas or man for that matter of what's beautiful um i mean it is it's actually harmful to men and women because yeah. it gives men the expectation that women should look like this yeah it also gives women the idea that they should look like this and it's not healthy and that's not healthy there is zero zero I, like i can't think of an argument that a person who does this could make that would actually make me go hmm well you have a point there mm-hmm. And yeah. look how many people have viewed this video. It's it's sad. 14 million. No. It's not like she's some boob influencer. Boob influencer? <laughs> I mean the problem is she is a boob influencer. Well, she is. She's also a butt influencer. She's yeah, and like I mean just look at cuz what do you think her weight not I don't need like numbers, but like based on this she has like narrowed her waist. She's in the teens. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, that to mm-hmm. me looks like it's in the teens. Yep. Which is not healthy. And I happen to know this because I was obsessed with this when I was a kid. I used to love reading the um, Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, yeah. yeah. The record for smallest corseted waist is 13 inches. Or at least it was in the 80s when I was devouring the Guinness Book yeah. constantly. Was that the same time they had those two twins on the on Yeah, on the bike? big bikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then the like... Um, nail lady the nail lady Mm -hmm. and then the hair lady yeah all of that 
and then the beard. You remember the beard, yeah. and it had two people on holding either it, side yeah. holding it. And then yeah, there was see? a tall, a really tall. Oh guy yes, never forget him. Person. And then the short, Wallow. and the short, yeah. the smallest person. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the McGuire twins, by the way, were the twins Thank riding you. on the motorcycle. I'm here to tell you, I've done my, I've done my work in the Guinness Book of World Records. I just, I just want her to be I happy with her herself. To, well, stop making other people feel bad about themselves. Uh, well, you know what? She get people to buy her shapewear. Here's what I'm going to say about that. That's that's what we're here for. That's where we come in to remind you that that is sheer stupidity, and there is no reason to allow that kind of a picture to make you anybody feel bad about yourself, because that's not real. She's not real. No, none of her is real. And I'm all for not real. That doesn't harm your body. Right. Meaning, you want to put on a wig. You want to put on Wake some fake up, eyelashes? You want to put a little padding in your boobalas? Ooh, this is really interesting. We did get this email from Mary. She said, here's a fun fact. They sell those at the Renaissance Fair. They sell corsets at the Renaissance Fair, but they will not allow minors to even try them on. Oh, good. As they call it serious, as in not for young people still growing. Yeah, that's smart. So thank you for that, Mary. And, that and again, I am fact. not, like, if you want to put on, like, a... Th- what Kim Kardashian is advocating is called waist training. That's a far different thing than putting on a costume yeah. for the Renaissance yeah. Fair. Yes, which is like cosplay, which I support. Yeah. Do you want to know who my D-bag is? I do. I don't know. We got to dig for this D-bag. Okay. So there's an old interview that has resurfaced between Jimmy Kimmel and Megan Fox on his show where he talked to her about the experience of filming Bad Boys 2, where she was an extra with Michael Bay. And she was, like I said, 15 years old. She was dressed in a bikini and heels, but she could not sit at a bar because she was underage. She was 15. So Michael Bay's solution to the problem, and she says this in the interview, quote, was to then have me dancing under a waterfall getting soaking wet. At 15, I was in 10th grade. That's sort of a microcosm of how Bay's mind works, she said. Well, then Kimmel's response was, well, that's really a microcosm of how all our minds work, but some of us have the decency to repress those thoughts and pretend they don't exist. Okay, Okay, so this is from an interview (laughs) that happened. When did this happen? Uh, 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 uh. A several years old clip. So I don't know how many years is several years, but this is from a while ago. So now this has resurfaced and people are now having, you know, 2020 opinions on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for example, one opinion would be, well, this is disgusting. Why haven't Jimmy Kimmel or Michael Bay been called out as, uh, on this atrocious behavior before? How does all of this start to surface now, years later, when it should have de- been dealt with? And then another person says, what an utterly disgusting take by Kimmel. Why is I'm so sorry that happened to you? Something that is beyond his imagination to say. Instead, he offers, we all have those thoughts, but we repress them. Damn, she was 15. Who are we? And so a lot of people are calling out uh, Jimmy Kimmel for his response. Yeah. Basically being like, yeah, we all think 15-year-old kids are sexy, but we don't like say that out loud. That's maybe... That's that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't right? even know that. Now, what's interesting is that um, Megan Fox basically is like, hey guys, your anger is misplaced. 
uh, your anger should not be at Jimmy Kimmel. Like it's this whole system, really, that is the the problem. Um, but she says, I know that a discussion has erupted online surrounding some of my experiences in Hollywood and the subsequent mishandling of this information by media and society in general. While I greatly appreciate the outpouring of support, I do feel I need to clarify some of the details as they've been lost in the retelling of the events and cast a sinister shadow that doesn't really, in my opinion, belong, at least not where it's being uh, projected. And then she sort of teases it out a little bit more. And uh, anyway... Feel free to see what Megan Fox has to say what about this. What does she say about Michael Bay? But that well, uh, let me let me get to that part. Um, I mean, I guess gosh, it's, this is like the longest explanation. I guess I would be fine with her just explaining in her own words, and we can read that on our own. But um, I'm just, you know. I feel like, how do you explain that away? Well, she does. Okay, she does say when it comes to my direct experiences with Michael. Uh, I was never assaulted or preyed upon in what I felt was a sexual manner. I'm thankful to all of you who are brave enough to speak out, and I'm grateful to all of you who are willing, who are taking it upon yourselves to support, uplift, and bring comfort to those who have been harmed by a violent and toxic societal paradigm. So she's basically saying, like, yeah, like Michael Bay did this, and that was gross, maybe, but it's not. She seems like, to sort of be trying, or she seems to be trying to take away the responsibility or the onus from right, Michael Bay for some she reason. She didn't feel like a victim. Yeah, but that's that's one of those things where like people are still okay to judge that as not appropriate behavior, yeah. right? Yeah, and it wasn't. I don't think that's very appropriate. Yeah. I feel like yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, there is a friend of the Colleen and Bradley show that we have to put some good energy toward her name is tan mom and we'll tell you why after this on my talk 1071 well we have to put all of our good energy toward a uh friend of the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer who do we who are we putting our uh love toward Put our love towards tan mom okay so be rude to me shut up Okay, f- I love her. For those who maybe don't remember who Tan Mom is, Bradley, how, how do you do- not remember Tan Mom? How do we know Tan Mom? Well, she's a friend of our show, and frankly, uh, we dressed as her and her daughter for Halloween we one did, year. We did. We did. Colleen, do you remember? Yeah, we did. Um, Tan Mom, of course, Patricia Krenzel, uh, good old Patty. She uh, came to notoriety via a tanning booth in Nutley, New Jersey. Mm-hmm wherein she brought her daughter inside the tanning booth. It was really just the room with the tanning booth. Yep. But everybody got their noses bent out of joint. Because she had an eight-year-old in the tanning bed Like her. frying her daughter like a baked potato. Oh, my gosh. And this was, by the way, in 2012. Yeah. So we became fast friends with Tan Mom because we just loved her and her... We love a character. She's got gumption. Yeah. And that can-do spirit, right? Quite like, frankly, I don't give a damn. See? And we can tell. <laughs> but um, I thought we could give, I could tell you more, you know, chapter and verse about our relationship with Tan Mom. But I wanted to share with you this exclusive story. And it's a sad one, but we have to um, send some thoughts and prayers to our good friend Patricia. Because her husband is apparently in critical condition or was yesterday after a heart attack and a stroke. And the stroke and heart attack took place on Friday, according to a source. 
and I'm assuming that source is Adam Barta. More on that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know this, but Richard Krenzel is estranged from Patricia, but they still live together. Okay, so that part I didn't know, but I do know that they've had some rocky times. I mean, it's obvious. In you the know, past she's, few years. She skyrocketed to worldwide fame. Mm-hmm. That can be hard on a relationship. Um, the source told Page Six, it's very much serious for him right now. So we have all, so we are all praying he might make it through this. Oh, or that so he will, sad. not might, obviously. Anyway, I just thought we could send her some happy vibes, some thoughtful feelings, and warm wishes. Um, now, you said something about Adam Barta. Yeah, because Adam Barta is usually, uh, I feel like anytime there's a media story about uh, Tan Mom, Adam Barta is not far behind because they're kind of like thick as thieves, mm-hmm. best buddies. Mm-hmm. And Adam Barta, for those who don't know, and why would you? Why wouldn't you? Um, we've been fascinated by Adam Barta. So there's this like whole group of people who maybe had 15 minutes of fame for reasons similar to Tan Mom. Yeah. And they usually then find their way to the hands of Gina Rodriguez, not the actress that you know from Jane the Virgin, but rather an entertainment um manager named Gina Rodriguez. And then she is the one that kind of helps extend their 15 minutes. And as far as Tan, I mean, Tan Mom has had some moderate success with that. Um, She has like a friendship with Howard Stern. She's been a regular on the Howard Stern show. Mm -hmm. Um, So she, it's not like, you know, this hasn't been successful in some way, shape or form for her. But Adam Barta is part of that club because he makes music and he will eventually hook up with these people and make music with them. Yeah, that's his 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 shtick is sort of producing some musical experiences yeah. for these people. Yeah, so that's not surprising at all. Um, but he's a little bit busy right now with uh, uh, Mama June. Oh yeah, yeah. What weren't they doing fitness together? Yeah, they do beach squats together. Yeah. Um, they work out on the beach together. I just um, want to hang out. Like, I think I hope that Gina Rodriguez has like a picnic. What? With her peeps. Oh, like a like a company you know, picnic? Yes, like, because... Or like a con? Like a convention? Yes. Well, not... I mean... Uh, Gina Sure. Sure, because that would be fun. But ultimately, just a picnic where, like, you've got Farrah Abraham, mm-hmm. Tan Mom, Octo Mom... She's really big Mama into the moms. June. Like, she, she's got the Mama June, the Octo Mom, the Tan Mom, the Teen Mom. Yeah. So, and don't forget Michael Lohan mm-hmm. um, and his... Hot mess X. Yeah, you know who we need to ask. We Dina should. Lohan. I can't believe we've never talked oh, to Dina about we this. Told, okay, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. But but again, just to go back to the picnic, because wouldn't that be fun to just like sit oh, yeah. around with some potato salad in a park on a nice afternoon? Because COVID nineteen, you don't want to get too close. Um, to just you know like chew the fat, as it were, with those kids. Yeah, and just sit back and listen. Like, what's it like to be? A, an, like a Z-list. Yeah, like, do you wish um, that you had uh, maybe not gotten, uh, found yourself in the midst of the spotlight? Like, would right. you have done it differently? Did she ever represent um, Sweet Brown? I don't think so. 
That's a good question, though. I, d- I did just have a moment, by the way, where I thought, what is Octomom up to? Oh, she, I can tell you, actually, because I've seen a couple pieces yeah. on her lately. She has been trying to make the, like, vegan thing happen. Yes. Um, so if you follow her on Instagram, she's yeah. like a vegan influencer. She's trying real hard. I and mean, she doesn't want to be Octomom anymore. I mean, there's so many things that we have become that we don't want to be anymore, right? It's hard to grow. It's deep. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, don't think too hard about this. How do you make your PB&J? How do you make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.